Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Tough Hang. Uh, this week, I will be driving the show. No AK Lee. He is on vacation, enjoying himself in beautiful Japan. Last week, I was sick, so I was out. Now AK's out, but have no fear. We're joined by our man, New York Rick. Joins the panel. Tough Hang. How are we feeling, man? Feeling great. Happy to hang with you on Tough Hang. Um, What's up, AK yeah, Lee? So Look at this, man. We, we, we can't forget AK Lee. Uh, got got his lower third day. <laughs> there it is. Uh, there it is. Uh, and as always, joined by our uh, our valiant producer, E. Casey Lydon. That's me. Look at him, man. He's looking fantastic. All right, so we're back. And uh, boys, I, I know we started with the dog curse. That's what we thought it was. I think uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think it's the Jersey curse, guys. I, I think I officially cursed Team McGregor. 0-7. Jason Knight goes in there, makes it look easy over Landon Quinones, gets the first round submission early, too. Uh, it wasn't even really a fight. And Team Chandler, 7-0. and And next week, they are going to be up for a sweep. Y'all's reactions, Rick, what did you think of the fight? Was this your first episode of Tough this season? Yeah, this is the first one I've, I've uh, no, this is the second one. I watched the first, the debut episode and then I watched this one. Welcome but to the Thunderdome, yeah. baby. What'd you think? <laughs> I checked out after the first one. Um, I thought it was interesting. There were some, there were some things in the episode that, that caught my eye as far as the fight itself. Like, I don't know much about Landon, but I do know um, about Hick Diaz and that dude's, that dude's a, a savage um it, it was a very typical jason knight fight he's coming in winging punches throwing on the inside just making it dirty and then he's got the guard game he's got the submissions off his back uh landon put himself in a bad spot so not unexpected uh based on what i know of jason knight um and uh yeah oh and seven for for connor this season it's it's getting rough sledding out there casey your thoughts your your prediction coming to fruition, uh, it's it's looking very real. Like Chandler's going to get the sweep. Yeah, um, you were. I, I'm bummed you weren't here last week. Last week I think was like the episode. Though, yes, I, I, I know it's yeah. a, it's karma. This is how cursed this jersey yeah, is. That, that, the, yeah. the best episode I have to miss because I'm sick. I mean, it's yeah, the right. biggest bummer. <laughs> yeah, I was bummed about that. But as far as this episode, um, yeah, um, I didn't know too much about Landon coming in, so it was. Well, okay, are we, talk, are we talking about the fight or the episode right now? What are we talking about? Tell me what you thought of the fight. I mean, oh, yeah, the fight, it's, the fight itself. The fight itself, um, I've always been high in Jason Knight. I thought um, 
he got released from the UFC a bit too early. But um, it was interesting, um, or he, I guess going back in the episode, him talking about he didn't really take his training or his life um, seriously enough as a professional fighter. That's why he thinks he got kicked out. But I've always felt um, Jason Knight was a, a quality UFC caliber featherweight who is coming up to lightweight for this card for this um show but um yeah it was uh like like uh, eric said kind of classic jason knight kind of a uh, hard-throwing brawler on his feet but what the episode didn't kind of point out at all is that he he's actually a better grappler than a striker and um landon did not know that and when landon um got in some trouble uh he took it to the ground and jason knight was like cool and um, it was um, shockingly fast ending. Um, it was almost reminiscent of the very first episode with Roosevelt Roberts. Just like, oh, yep. all right, we're done. You know, yeah, we're just done. Like, I, mean, <laughs> you know, I don't want to play that pessimist side, like where you, where you start watching the clock and everything. But once we saw not just one, but two separate moments where we went into the doctor's office and like got the breakdown from the doctor and everything, I was like, all right, I'm not going to lie. This feels like they're trying to kill time. I already feel like this is sort of a mismatch for Jason Knight, especially like getting to hear him talk about he got the 350K bonuses. Then he started partying. He kind of fell off the rails. He lost four straight. He knows why he got cut. He feels like he stopped focusing on his craft and on his sport. And now it feels like he's really back. At that point, I, I have it written in my notes. Uh, at about the 27-minute mark, I was like, Jason Knight is going to finish him in the first round. I have no doubt about it. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page there. I mean, yeah. that was a Jason Knight fight, and you have to know better. Um, you know, the, one of the things that was interesting to me was hearing Chandler say that he'd been in the gym with Landon and Landon saying the same kind of in his, but not they didn't do rounds together, but they've been in the gym together. I mean, that's a big benefit. If you've got a guy like Jason Knight who's got experience, have been in the UFC, and you've also got somebody who kind of knows Landon's game a little bit, it's a, it's a bad recipe right there. It's a bad recipe. Yeah, that, that I thought it was really interesting that – Landon had offered on on multiple occasions to be Chandler's training partner for his camps as recently as the Poirier fight. So like when they were recording this in what February, March, I mean the Poirier fight was just a few months prior and he had he had denied him being his training partner. That's that's kind of an interesting dynamic. I also thought it was very interesting because um yeah, because like there it's it's not like he's just a guy that shows up for night classes. Landon is a professional fighter with a with a good record and to not even be allowed to train with Chandler for his fight it was it was kind of surprising I was like I don't, I don't yeah I don't know if it's Chandler's not- just is just really picky on who he trains with or he just thought you know there there are levels to this and I- um Based on what Landon said, it sounded like it was like a levels thing. It sounded like he just wanted a little bit higher level work um for those fights, but at the same time, you know, now it's now it's his team's benefit. Um, to yeah. to have a little bit of scouting on Landon. I did. Uh, yeah. I oh sorry. I I I I'm just I'm always super sympathetic to the the losing fighter, especially when they lose like that. When you lose a fight before the fight even really starts, before you get to show off anything, you just lose. I know Landon's not Jason Knight level, but. Oh man, I just, I feel bad. After where he says he quit his job 
to make sure he can do That's this tra- and train. I was like, oh, I was like, oh man. I mean, he lives in he lives in kind of a frat house apartment, a bunch of <laughs> bunch of bros and like. Conor McGregor's crumpling him and sparring. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it was a rough episode for, for rough the boy. episode. Yeah, but we got to meet Landon's mom, and that was nice and everything. So, um, those are some interesting stories. But it just made me feel worse when Landon lost. So, um, I, I'm I'll just say it was a bar- it was a, it was an embarrassing loss. I'll just say that it was an embarrassing yes. loss. Yeah, I mean that's just yes. that's just how the, it is. The, I liked meeting his mom. I loved the line, the uh, damn right, go kill him, my boy. That's that's a nice supportive hmm. mother right there as he heads off the tough. But yeah, man, to hear afterward, you see the anger, you see the emotion after the loss, and then to hear that he also quit his job and to do all that, and then when the opportunity comes, it's over like that, and you're back at, at square A, if not if not even further back, because now you've had your opportunity and, and it failed. I really did feel for him. For sure. But at the same time, like, I think, I feel like that's kind of the conceit of the season, right? Is like these, there are certain guys that are prospects and there are certain guys that are veterans that have been in there and have kind of experienced this and he'll be back. Like, I'm not concerned about his future prospects. I think this is the type of learning experience you can get. Sometimes this is happening on the regional scene and sometimes this is happening on the ultimate fighter. Um, but he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He seems singularly focused. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident that this is not the end. That he'll le- he'll learn a great deal from this and, and and kind of rebound. So we have to get into it because it feels like we're all under the same mindset, the same camp. As you can see there, the episode title. There are levels to this, and and that feels apparently clear between the two teams. the The levels are are red team Chandler and blue team McGregor. So McGregor showing his frustration at the end of the episode clearly like accepting man we are 0 and 7 and realizing we are on the cusp of being swept he goes over to dana and, and his team and asks like what happens if there's a sweep and they both kind of look at him dumbfounded and they're like uh we we don't know this has never happened before we have no idea and one of them even offered up the idea like uh maybe maybe a couple of the guys switch teams and like now they'll be team mcgregor for the playoffs uh it's gonna be interesting to see what they do because i i am firmly in the camp that they're about to get swept next week there's a lot of pressure on that final fight. There's a lot of pressure on on the the final team McGregor fighter um because this could this could look potentially bad. I think we've seen some one-sided seasons before. Obviously it sounds like we've never and this is where AK's um tough history would come in handy, but I don't think there's ever been a sweep and it sounds like Dana um didn't think so as well, but there's some there's been some beatdown seasons. There's definitely been some one-sided seasons. But ultimately what kind of happens is like as long as they've got one they usually end up in the final, and then you you've got them squaring off. So a lot of pressure on Team McGregor's final fighter to hopefully uh, to take it all the way for them. That pressure will be on Rico DeShulo, uh, McGregor's fourth seed, and he is eleven and two. He's two and zero in Bellator. If that uh, means anything to you guys, he'll be taking on Michael Chandler's one seed, Hunter Asia, two and two in the UFC. Most recently lost a split decision to Jack Shore. You have to think that the that that experience is going to come into play. I mean, if this guy's going to split decisions with Jack Shore, but who knows? Yeah. Hunter's one of those guys that honestly, I mean, not just, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to talk crap or anything, but like he is UFC caliber for sure. He's just not an exciting personality to you or necessarily an exciting fighter, which is, you know, of course what Dana wants, which I'm kind of surprised they put him on the show, to be honest, because he doesn't really have that big personality. Do you yeah. think you need for reality TV? But in terms of just pure fight skill, 
He absolutely is UFC caliber, and this is a horrible matchup, I feel, and one of the <laughs> one of the um, easier fights to call predict coming in coming into the matchups. So, uh, well, here's I, the thing: know, like, unless Rick, he slips a banana pill, I I just don't I don't know. <laughs> it's it's Rick. Fight. This is your second episode of Tough this season, and you have seen as much of Rico DeShulo as we have. <laughs> like, they have not this guy. At I all. laughed about that too when they at the end of the episode. I was like, "Hey, who the heck is that guy?" <laughs> it's just like well, there's been no build towards this. It's just like, all right, here he is. You'll have his he'll have his episode next week. Uh, and then Hunter Asia. I mean, we haven't really seen much of him uh, as well. But I'm I'm pretty excited now, despite as much as I believe Team Chandler is going to get the sweep. Like there there is always the banana peel. You know, maybe the dog mentality. McGregor gets into him, but I think it shows how worried McGregor is about the potential of it because he already went over and asked Dana with one fight still to go. Yeah, but what I I did like seeing that. That's that's how what I'll say. I, I you know, as I said, I checked in in the beginning, and now I'm checking in mid season. It seems like he's still fiery. He's still trying to be competitive. Obviously, the shove last week um, is an indicator of this. But look, he's really concerned about this competition and what's happening with these guys. He's in there working with the fighters. Um, I like that. I like seeing Connor in that mode, and I liked hearing him talk about like how the other guys are inspiring him and getting him. Um, to the place that he he needs to be. So, um, yeah, it's it's good. It, I feel like the the passion is there. He just needs the fighters to perform, and it's unfortunately not going his way. But I, I liked what I saw from Connor there. I'm sure the the guys that he's got will be ready for this final fight, but that might not matter because to to Casey's point, Hunter's a pretty grindy wrestling meat and potatoes type fighter. So that's a tough style to to kind of counter. Yeah, yeah, especially in a two round fight. Yeah, it's. That's a, it's a, yeah. There, there wasn't like a, a ton of talking points, a ton of drama from, from this episode. Uh, one that I did want to get into is McGregor coming into sparring and sparring with Landon Quinones and just landing like a crumpling body shot uh, and putting him yeah. down and then just being like, fight through it, fight through it. Uh, I thought that was interesting to see in, in a sparring match. I mean, look, if he, he's trying to prepare him for war, he's trying to prepare him to go in there and, and fight through some adversity. So I get it. Um, I understand it. Um, Landon seemed to be grateful for it. Landon was like, yeah, that's the most I've ever learned in the sparring match. Yeah. So I've, I've got no issue with it. I will, to your point about the drama, it did feel light on drama. And like, I'm kind of confused why. Uh, Conor McGregor just shoved Michael Chandler's face at the end of the last episode. like. Where was the conversation about that? Where was the reaction? Where was the aftermath of this? Like, I thought, okay, I'm coming on. We're going to get some great kind of fallout from Conor McGregor shoving Michael Chandler in the face. And it was like half a second interview with Chandler being like, yeah, he's he's passionate. Let's fight uh, yeah, sometime later this other. year. We respect, we respect each other. Each other. What? Uh, where's, the, where's the drama? Where's that, the I, I that? And that is the problem with the show. What you said right there. I mean, this at the end of the day, this is still a reality TV show. Yeah, we need the drama. We like we, no, they, these there, guys there, are weight, cutting weight together. They're sitting in a hot tub and they're just like, "Yep, cool, nice to see you." Yeah, like it's just like the, let's get some shit talking going, boys. Like y'all are about to go to war. 
for sure that at least we got we got Roosevelt Roberts reaction to Connor saying like sometimes you love him and sometimes you want to smack him or something something to that effect. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like I was anticipating the top of this episode to be pretty hot. Like I was expecting some some flame, some some heat off uh, off the reaction to last week, but everybody seemed to be pretty cool and and have moved on from it. Another another point about the drama is that uh, Jason Knight gets the head cut. Him and uh, yeah. Him and Timor have a clash of heads. They uh, open up a pretty nasty cut. He's he's clarified to to go fight. Cleared. And then Chandler sits down with Jason Knight and he's just like, here's what I want you to do. Go into the house, walk right up to Lenny Quinones, show him the cut and him be like, oh, thank God I'm out of the fight. And then be like, psych, doctor told me it's still on. You ain't getting that out that easy. And then they just never showed it. I was like, oh, I guess there was no drama. All right. Yeah. Maybe he didn't do it. Maybe he just never walked in the in the house yeah, with they, that. Well, the one is Jason's like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. They do that so much in the show. They they build up something and you never see any payoff or anything. It, it, like goes back to that one episode. Um, you didn't see this, uh, Eric, but like uh, Bracatona was talking to the Connors coaches oh, yeah. and stuff instead of. And so he made the whole team wait on the bus. So the guys on the bus are like, um, are like, what the, where's Brad? Where's Brad? Where's Brad? Where's Brad? Sucks, man. Let's go. And then Brad just like, hey, Connor. And then Brad then walks to the bus and the bus just leaves. It's like, what? We don't. Here's my thought. Here's my thought on why that's happening. Just based on what I see from this episode, that cut, the moment it happened was known to be nothing, but they're just trying to build some drama because there's literally no drama that they had there's to none. turn that cut into a storyline. And it, it ended up obviously being nothing like it was a superficial cut on the side of his eye. That was obviously not going to be something that was going to remove him from the fight. I think they had to just dig with whatever they've got and try to figure out a way to create some drama. But that didn't look like anything that was going to be. Listen, they did a great job with it. The, the like super rash camera pan and like the shaking <laughs> yeah. and then him like yeah. him running off being like, I'm cut, I'm cut. I was just like, oh, what's going on? And then within, you know. 30 seconds, we find out that it, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably my biggest complaint. Like, just the lack of drama. Like, you watch a reality so, show, and that's what that's what feeds you is the drama, is like the ridiculousness of it all, being able to react to these characters. I don't, I personally do not feel, like, invested in any of these characters, any of the, the fighters on this season. The problem with Tough over the last decade, 15 years, is they used to cast personalities. Like when you have Nate Diaz in a house, when you've got dudes like it used to be characters who could also fight. And now we kind of just get fighters is what it seems like where there's not there's not a personality among them. Uh, all due respect. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, to anybody who, who's going to take offense to that. But it used to be full of personalities. And now we just got fights and fighters that. You are correct, but also wrong because Jason Knight has an incredible personality, but the show does. does not show it. You did like yeah. the whole, when they put Jason Knight on the show. I'm like, oh, I know why they put Jason on the show. He's a great personality. He's great interviews, great story. Just you, you, you see it. And Eric, for the first six episodes, Jason Knight was in maybe 15 seconds of it. 15 yeah, it's seconds. just like my kid's got a baseball tournament, and that was it. Yeah, that's all we, I, like, we know. Knight. Jason Knight is super. You can just tell there's a there's so much more to him than what we see on the show. You know, it's like, cool, he's got a family. That's great. You know, doing the Mississippi thing, great. But there's so much more to him, and um, we just didn't see that. Um, they don't call him there, there. There has to be more to him. If, if you 
you you you blame four straight losses on like just like going wild, whatever, yeah. like getting money. Like it's a, there's got to be more to that uh, than meets he the eye. He fights dudes so, in bathrooms. He's he's got some stories to share. That's what I mean. Um, so, the, so, the, so, so they actually that's why I talk Hunter Hunter Azure. I don't think there's a bunch of drama outside of the cage for him. So I was kind of surprised he's on the show. But Jason Knight made total sense. But yet they didn't seem to capitalize on it, on it at all. So uh, I think I'm, I'm I think so, there's I'm an, confused. I'm confused on the, what the show wants to be. Honestly. It's a it's a really it's a really good point. I also think there's kind of like so the formula is off, right? Like there if there are personalities, they're not showing them. That's a problem, right? The production, the formula part of it is off. I also think there's we're now this many seasons deep, and this is a chance to get into the UFC where. Early, it was a chance to party and it was a chance to hang out and it was also a chance to get in the UFC and reality TV was newer. Now it has become kind of like this is just a function of trying to fight and get your way into the UFC, but it it inherently becomes very serious, right? It's not a chance to party and show your personality. It's really a chance to focus in Um, and it loses some of that element uh, to the to the dissatisfaction of the viewership. but yeah, who am, like who am I to say that there needs to be some drama if if all these guys have their heads down and and want to get into the UFC? I kind of get it, and it's a function of how long this has been going and what reality TV is at this point. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make for great watching. Is is how, my perspective? That's that's a fact. Uh, one other thing I want to get it into: Cody Gibson on Team Chandler, uh, oh, yeah. Grade One MCL tear, MCL grade strain, two. Grade Two. Grade two. That's See, good. all right. I actually had some confusion on that because he was just like, I could have sworn he said grade one, and then the doctor was going over it and he's just like, Yeah, that grade two could turn into a grade three. And I was like, which one? He was saying it was a two, and he was just saying that there's one, two, and three. And okay. he was, was, was one of the best or worst. He was yeah. that was just like it was just like, yeah. uh, So when when they were having that conversation, like back to what Eric said, or I think maybe Connor said, Oh, I knew this is gonna be a short fight because now they're yeah. just Putting the yep. entire conversation on. <laughs> so, so what? One, how one, is does it, how, how do ligaments work, doctor? Well, here you go. He pulls yeah. the chart out. <laughs> you know, uh, just, yeah. Do you, yeah well, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think? I mean, he really has no other choice. Like he's kind of put his whole his whole life into this, and if he can fight, he's going to fight. He doesn't really care about the risk of making it worse. He he's going to fight, and what I really like to see there was Michael Chandler kind of talking to him. Somebody who's been through battles, who's (laughs) been in this game for so long and be able to say to him, like, look, it's not great to hear a diagnosis like that. You know, they're talking about sprains and tears. This is not great territory, but this is what we do. And, you know, you're going to go in dinged up uh, to a lot of these fights. So are you going to stay in there or not? And kind of put the put the onus on him, but giving him the the kind of shove in the in the direction of like, hey, like this is what we go through. This is this is the gig and this is what I've been doing for this many years. I think that's good perspective for somebody to have who's who's trying to get to that level that Michael Chandler is at. Um so I like that moment. I liked him giving him counsel and and trying to talk him uh, through this decision. I liked how he was just like, yeah, they'll use sprain and fracture interchangeably. It doesn't really mean shit, dude. Sprain like, and tear, yeah. The same. Sprain and tear interchangeably. Yeah. Like, don't even worry about yeah. it. What, is, what does a doctor know? What does a doctor know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like doctors are always going to say it could get worse. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, I mean, that, it, it, they, it's just like a thing that they do. Yeah, they, they always tell you your knee's messed up. What do they know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, and I love how he's just like he—he he was kind of nudging him in the direction of just like oh for sure, right? and but then no, he's just like it's up to you, man. It's up to you. If it was me personally, 
I'm, there's no question I'm fighting, but it's up to you. It's up to you. <laughs> but, but to put the shoe on the other foot, isn't that what you'd want? Wouldn't you want counsel from somebody who's like, this is the difference between me at the highest possible level of the sport and somebody else who might not be at the highest possible level of the sport. There's definitely some safety in the idea of like, Hey, let me heal this up. Let me get right. But maybe my opportunity has gone. I want somebody who's at the level where I want to get to, to tell me the reality of the situation. Cause he's right. The doctor is always going to say like, Hey, to probably stay off this for eight weeks. Michael Chandler's coming in with a different perspective of like, yeah, the doctor's telling you that, but this is what I know from decades yeah of being at the highest possible level it's really going to take. Uh, and I mean, I honestly think Cody Gibson went into that doctor's office. Yeah. Unless the doctor was like, you cannot fight. We cannot sanction these We're fights. Clear it. Yeah. Then he, yep. then there was no question that he was going to continue fighting, but I'm with you. Like I liked seeing uh, Michael Chandler, like that side of it. So the short fight at least gave us that moment. Yeah. Last and, thing. And, and, and real, oh, real right, quick too. Like yeah. I actually have a, a grade two tear in my knee also, and I still wow. train if I have it too. Um, so it's you just basically you just be careful with it in training. Wear a brace in training. You can't wear it during the fight, and you just kind of cross your fingers. Nothing bad happens during the fight. That's essentially what the reality. This, is. A lot, man, a lot, a lot, a lot of actual fighters have um, so they'll have tears in their knees, but you can still train. And 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 for Cody's situation, is actually this is the best of a bad situation in the sense that you know when you're going to fight it's not like you got three more months to sit on this bad knee you're going to be fighting in uh, whatever two weeks or whatever so maybe for the tough finale it could be an issue because that's like that's actually the only fight that there's a, a true fight camp for and that's assuming he makes it to the tough finale but um for the in-house stuff uh yeah it's it's they they, they need to fill some time and maybe this might be some yeah. foreshadowing, you know, who knows? Although they haven't only done that yet. Only can you come to Tough Hang, the only place that delivers undefeated <laughs> fighters with grade two MCL sprains. <laughs> so, I mean, it, we're, you're getting all the experience here. Last thing I want to get into. Uh, today, on Tuesday, earlier this morning, Michael Chandler tweeted a Christmas tree emoji and uh, I'm going to assume that's in reference oh. to potentially making this fight happen in December. Has your guys' feelings at all, and we've never gotten your feelings on it, Rick, on this fight happening this year changed? No, not even a little bit. I never for one second thought that the countdown to the six-month testing window has ever meant anything at all. Um, I know there was a lot of coverage of it and counting down the days and the clock to the day it, it expired that it was going to be six months out uh, was something that was happening. And at no point did I give it any stock or credence um, or care at all. The UFC is within their uh, rights based on how the language is worded to waive that under certain circumstances, which is, is unclear um, what those circumstances are, but it is at their discretion and allow somebody to have two positive tests and then have a fight. So. Under uh, at no point did I think that there was some clock ticking on Conor McGregor uh, to be able to do that. So I am definitely uh, thinking that this fight could happen by December. Now, will it is a different question. I'm not 100% sure there. I don't know. Um, but my 
my confidence in that has not wavered since the since it was booked and since this show started. It's always kind of been an up and down kind of roller coaster, and it's really on Connor's timeline. Connor is the is the driver of this bus, so it's really up to him. Um, but no, I'm just as confident as I was a few months ago that this this fight could happen this year. Wait, what did wait? What did he tweet? A Christmas tree? He tweeted yeah. a Christmas tree emoji. Um, Oh, I believe Connor also tweeted one when he was talking about December, uh, like a week ago. Like it was sometime during 290 fight week. He was, he was just responding to people on Twitter. He said, uh, he's going to punish Chandler. And he said he's, he tweeted December and I think he tweeted a Christmas tree or something alluding to Christmas. So yeah, Chandler's on the same page with him. Oh, a a Santa Claus emoji on July 8th. Uh, yeah. He tweeted a Santa Claus emoji. So, Wait, could could the Christmas tree thing actually be a shot at Landon? Because Landon said in the episode, "I'm gonna light him up like a Christmas tree." <laughs> uh, no, it's- I'm gonna go with no, especially because. <laughs> hey the, man, I'm just saying. The, the episode he hasn't even aired yet. I think wait, it's. Wait. I think it's in direct, uh, ah. direct, you know, response to because. To but the, the episode just aired, and, and Chandler's been sitting on it, just like just sitting in that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the no. timing, the timing, uh, the timing lends itself to, um, to him talking about a fight with uh, Conor McGregor. I think December's Which what they're going fighting. for. December sixteenth, T-Mobile Arena, Chandler McGregor. Book it. I'm down. Uh, I think it happens this year. I think it happens this year. That's what that's that's what I'm looking at. It's Connor's. It's Connor's choice. Uh, Michael Chandler, Dana White, the UFC. Everybody's just standing by waiting. They're they're waiting on what's actually going to happen, but it's it's out of their control, unfortunately. I'm, as much as Michael Chandler is trying to tweet an angle for it, he's just he's just sitting and waiting. And it's Conor McGregor's world at this point. All right. Any uh, final notes from this tough episode seven? I enjoyed when Connor pulled up to the parking lot in his uh, Lamborghini, and he actually okay. didn't park in a parking spot. He just left it in the middle of the lot and just walked out. They got <laughs> the valet. Somebody's taking that for him. Yeah, he just got out. Like, I'm just gonna leave this car here. Uh, that's yeah. Uh, all right, Rick, back next week to see if Chandler uh, gets the sweep. I'm excited. I'm 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 ready. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, AK, keep enjoying Japan. We will keep enjoying tough season 31 mcgregor chandler that is for sure uh thank you for tuning in next week rico DeShulo taking on hunter asia for eight and oh or seven and one big big difference uh until then stay tough am i right i've been working on that tagline all year stay tough <laughs> stay tough Network.